Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Aaron Eisman, and I am here with my dear friend, Andrew Perlman, one of the best, most talented podcast producers in the entire world. Welcome, Andrew. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, the kind introduction. I'm excited for this week's Torah portion. Oh my gosh, you have no idea, my friend, Andrew. You have no idea. I hope I don't fumble this one because this is a a uh, a real amazing lesson. Such a such a such an incredible portion. We let's first start with a prayer. Hashem, please put the right words into my mouth to create a kiddush Hashem, a sanctification of Your name, and give uh, Andrew the wisdom to edit to perfection, so that Your holy Torah is disseminated around our holy world. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. And let us jump right in. So, ladies and gentlemen, this week's Torah portion is Chaye Sarah, the life of Sarah. And it's all about the death of Sarah. Her, her death, her eulogy, her burial. The life of Sarah is about the death of Sarah. What, what's up? So the Talmud says an amazing thing. The Talmud says, Sadikim bin Moseim Kruyim Chaim, righteous people in their death are called alive. Rushan Bechayim Kruyim Asim, and wicked people in their life are called dead. Again, I'll say it again and you tell me what it means, Andrew. You ready? Righteous people even when they're dead, are called alive. And wicked people, even when they're alive, are called dead. What does that mean, my friend? If you are spreading positivity, it's the same thing as living. And if you're spreading negativity, maybe it's, there's, what's the point? So beautiful. I want to tell you a little secret, my friend, Andrew. You and I, and anyone who's listening today, are studying Torah, studying the portion. What is the Torah? The Torah is how to live a moral, ethical life. Why are we studying Torah? Because we were imbued with the values to study Torah from our parents, from our environment. Where did our parents get that from? From their parents. Where did their parents get from their parents? You know who they got it from? It started with Sarah. That means when we study Torah, Sarah and Abraham our four parents get a kickback because she raised Isaac with love and with good morals. And Isaac raised Jacob and Jacob, her tribe. And then out came a bunch of years later, Andrew Perlman and me and anyone who's listening. So the Sarah is still alive. It's called Chaye Sarah because Sarah is still alive. Although physically we, we die, but we can continue to live for eternity. Anytime we do something good, it's automatic that, that, that just keeps going. Although 99% of the time, maybe even more, we don't see the results of our actions, but, but they're there. If you smile at your mailman and then he's more positive to your neighbor and then your neighbor treats his wife better, and then his wife treats the kids better, and then the kids do better in school. It might be imperceptible, 
but you are changing the world by smiling at the mailman. And it's, it's infinite. It keeps going. It never stops. Because they're still alive. Of course they're still alive. It's still going. And that's the power of our actions, the power of every single good thing we do. I want to tell you something, my friend. You know that we have a finite number of good deeds that we can do in our lives. It's not infinite. You know, when my mom passed away, I, that, it hit me like, wow, it's over. Now, I could, you could honor your parents in death as well, with saying college and other ways. But in interacting with my mom when she was alive, it's over. In other words, I don't know the number, but you, you have, let's say, 10,000 opportunities to, to, to honor your parents or 10,000 or 100,000 opportunities to do kindness in your lifetime. It's a finite number. And we have to grab every opportunity. I want to tell you something, my friend, Andrew. There's a concept that after we die, God shows us something incredibly frightening, incredibly scary. What is that? What is the most scary thing that you could imagine that we, that God could show you after we die? Complete nothingness. Even worse. <laughs> A huge monster. No, I'm kidding. What is the scariest thing you could imagine? You know what that is, my friend? Our potential. What we could have done. Because if you think about it, if you smile at the mailman, there's a ripple effect that goes for infinity. So how many opportunities do we have during the day to do things like smile at the mailman? There's, there's so many opportunities. Imagine you're sitting on the bus and like maybe you're bored, right? So instead of checking the news for the billionth time, you can text your grandma, you can text your old teacher, you can text an old friend, you could, you could uh, maybe learn some Torah, learn some morality, say some prayers. Right, you look at the trees. Look at the person in front of you, and, and just think to yourself: Look at the incredible creation. This is a person who's made in the image of God. You can look at the birds outside, look at the trees, and appreciate where the world comes from. By changing ourselves, we're changing the world for infinity, forever. We are creating a legacy for ourselves that goes forever. Chaye Sarah, the life of Sarah, because Sarah is still alive. Every action that Sarah did, Sarah is still alive. And that's why that's, that, that's, we have to grab every opportunity. And when God shows us our potential, it, it's such an incredibly huge potential. We have to grab every single thing. But the, the good thing is, if you're listening right now, it means you're still alive. And we can still grab every possibility. There's a, a concept, my friend Andrew, that in the, in the Mishnah, it's, the Mishnah says, Schar mitzvah mitzvah. The reward for doing a mitzvah is a mitzvah. What does that mean? You, you know, when you're growing up, they tell you if you do good, then God's gonna give you money and wealth and whatever. I don't know. There might be true. There certainly may be some truth to that. But the main reward of a mitzvah is that you get to do a mitzvah. You get a mitzvah. You just change the world. What would you rather? What would you rather? A, you know, a uh, hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or a million bucks or infinity you're alive for infinity you're 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 growing the world for infinity see we never die my friend mr andrew Perlman. we never die we live forever our bodies die 
But we, our actions live forever. That's why it says, Risham Bechayim Kuri Mesim. It's not like a curse, like, oh, you're wicked, so you're like dead. No, it's just a fact. We, we're created with a soul. If you're not expressing your soul, then you're dead. You're not living. You're, you're, you're physically living, but you're not, you're not living. You are a soul. If you're not living your morals, your ethics, your values, you're not lighting up the world. So you're into money and, and food and drinks and, and parties, whatever, just hedonistic pursuits. So it's not like you're, oh, you're, you're like you're dead. It's just a fact. You're, you're not living. You're not, you're not expressing your true self. So schar mitzvah mitzvah, the reward for mitzvah is the mitzvah that you get to you get to shine forever. Like Sarah gave us a, a, a seed and 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 whatever whatever in, she invested in her children, we're still carrying it. You know, I, I had a rabbi when I was in seventh grade, as you might might be able to imagine. I wasn't the best student growing up until I got to seventh grade. I actually had the same rabbi in seventh and eighth grade, and Rabbi Stern, and he. You know, from day one, he was like, you don't have to necessarily sit still like everyone else, but you have to be awesome. You have, And he, in the past, you know, maybe uh, teachers maybe expect, expected less of me. He expected much more. And even though I was an unconventional student, I remember he challenged me to, uh, to memorize five block Gemara. That's a big chunk when you're in eighth grade. Five block Gemara, five double-sided pages of the Talmud. And, and I, I remember I did that. And I remember that changed my life. That, that just changed my life. Now, I don't think I would be a rabbi today. I don't know what, how much good I do. But whatever I do, right, it's his, obviously his merit because he changed my life. So now let's say, I, let's say, so he changed my life. But then let's say I have the merit to teach Torah to someone else, right? So then obviously he has the merit. And if the person I teach teaches, you know, is nicer to their grandma, so then he has the merit. And it just keeps going and going. But I don't want to use that example because that is an extreme example of really changing someone's life. If we smile at somebody, if we don't respond when someone insults us, how awesome is the opportunity when somebody insults us and we don't respond? What an incredible, infinite light that we're bringing, right? Someone insults us and we don't respond. What a great opportunity if someone insults us we should say thank you, right? Imagine your parents, it's your birthday, right? And your parents buy you a trip to Jamaica, or your parents, they buy you a new iPhone, whatever. So that's nice. But if they would insult you, it would be so much nicer. Because if they insult you and they and you don't respond, you have that free, in, an iPhone, it's going to be old in two years. But if they insult you, you'll have that and you don't respond, you'll have that forever. It sounds crazy, but but we really as we said, is a finite number of, of good deeds we can do. So when somebody insults us and somebody embarrasses us, that is such an opportunity to not respond. Because if we don't respond, then we have that gift forever. And that's why we're in this world. We're in this world to live, my friend, Andrew. We're in this world in order to live. Not just to, everything should go smoothly at the beach, at the beer and a cigar. That's not, that's not what life is. Life is to live, to live our values. We all know right now, we're discussing it right now. Is it good to not respond when someone insults us? Is it good to not respond when someone embarrasses us? Generally, okay, okay, sometimes you have to defend yourself, certainly. But generally, if your mom insults you, it's good to not respond. 
Okay, so we know that intellectually, but when it time comes, so then we're oh no, I have to I have to respond. Why? Because we're not ready for it. We have to be ready. We have to go into life ready to live our values, whatever life gives us. That's why Sarah, it says Sarah was 100 years, 20 years, and seven years. Let's say she was 127 years to 100 years, 20. And the commentators say, because each one, Kulam Shavu Latova, they're all amazing. They're all good. But if you look at the life of Sarah, they weren't amazing. She was barren for 90 years. She was kidnapped by the by Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. She was kidnapped by uh, Abimelech, the king of the Philistines. Excuse me, she, she, she didn't have a great life. But they were good. Why? Because she lived. They were considered good because she was living. She was alive. She was living her values. She was expressing herself through her challenges. Living does not mean everything is smooth. Living does not mean everything is perfect. It's a sunny day and, 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 you know, and you're relaxing on the couch watching Netflix. That's not living. That's, that, that's, maybe it's okay to you know, you know, have some relaxation, but you're only relaxing in order to live. I'm, I'm taking it easy today in order to live. What am I living? I'm living for my values. When someone insults me, that's such a gift. I'll give you an example. Imagine you come, uh, imagine you go to an amusement park, right? So we're about two year, two hours from uh, from Great Adventures, right? So so we, you go to Great Adventures, you stay, right, drive two hours, and then you you pay, I don't know, $200, $100 to get in, and then you wait online for two hours, and you finally you get to the first roller coaster, and you're, you're pumped, you're ready, and you say, oh, no, I'm not going to go. And you're, you're crazy. You came all the way here just to go on a roller coaster and you're not going to go? When somebody insults us, we have to realize that that's, it, that's, that's what we came. We, we came in order to achieve this standing of our values. We came to live. We're in this world in order to live. And when someone insults us or, or, or our grandma asks us to help clean the attic or you know, you're married, and the baby wakes up in the middle of the night and you know, and you're like, you want to make pretend you're sleeping. And it's right. Here's an opportunity for kindness. What a great opportunity for a limited quantity, right? That's they say the best way to make sales is to scarcity. My friend, I'm not, I don't have to sell it. It's true. We have a limited opportunity to be kind, to be caring, to be giving, to live our values. It's a very limited opportunity. And the older you get, you realize. Even less. I have childhood friends that are no longer alive. Unfortunately, I think many of us do. So we have to grab those opportunities because that's why we're in this world. And that's why, you know, a student asked me the other day, said, how come there are so many stories in the, in the Torah? If the Torah is a law book, why are there so many stories? That is an amazing question. And I, I believe, and there's many answers to that, but I believe that in line with what we're saying, we see how our we see how our forefathers lived, right? Abraham, take the story of Abraham in this week's Torah portion. Abraham, he, he last week's Torah portion, he sacrificed, he almost sacrificed his son. And you know, imagine the emotional roller coaster of of that he's going through. And 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 he comes back from this sacrifice and he sees his wife Sarah dies. And so now he has to find a burial place for her in Israel. And God promised him the land of Israel many, many times. I think six times or eight times. God promises the land of Israel, but he doesn't even have a burial place for his wife. And he just almost sacrificed his son. And he has to go and he starts negotiating. And the Torah in detail talks about the negotiations between Abraham and Ephraim, the owner of this cave. 
And everyone said, nah, it's okay, you can have it. Just between me and you, what's the, you know, what is it? Come on. And Abraham says, No, I want to pay. And everyone said, Okay, fine, okay, for you know, he, he charged an absorbent amount of money. So he's sort of like a used car, say like a, a sneaky kind of guy to deal with. And sometimes we we can deal with these people, but when we're in a bad mood or when we're going through a lot, sometimes it's harder to deal with them. We hear the story about Abraham, how he dealt with Ephraim, how Sarah dealt with life's challenges. And we learn how to live, to, to, to carpe diem, seize the moment, seize the opportunity, because there's, there's, only, there's so few opportunities to be great. So let's take the message from this week's Torah portion to grab every moment of life if somebody, you know, Rabbi, Rabbi Victor Miller says a joke, it could be we've mentioned this before, but it's one of my favorite lines. Rabbi Victor Miller says it's a joke, it's just a joke. Marry somebody obnoxious. Why? Because you'll have so many opportunities to give and not respond. Now it's too late for me, Andrew, but you can still uh you can still heed this, <laughs> you can still heed this advice. Why? What does that mean? Because because we we, 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 life is about living our values. And when we're challenged, we can step up to the plate much more. It's a, it's a complete joke, obviously, because we don't look for hardship and you should marry somebody awesome. And together you'll live through life's challenges. And uh, so, so and I, just, I just want to end with the following story, my friend. There was a man in the Holocaust in, the, in, the, uh, in Auschwitz. So I was in Poland and um, the, the, our tour guide told us that the, the average life, the life expectancy in Poland is about three months. And there was a man who lived uh, for, for, for four years in Auschwitz. And they asked him, how did he do it? He said, well, the truth is, I, I almost ended it. I was, I was ready to end it. I was going to throw myself against an electrocuted fence. And I was cold and hungry and tired. And my family had been killed. And I just I just wanted, I, I just couldn't handle it anymore. And a rabbi came running over to me and said, stop, wait, 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 what are you doing? And I just told him, I said, I can't go on anymore. And he said, my friends, you have it wrong. You're looking for the wrong thing. If you're looking for food and drink and, and clothing and warmth, you're in the wrong place. But if you're looking to do a person, you do, you're looking to do a people a favor, there's no end to the amount of favors you can do in Auschwitz. Do you know you could save a life with smiling at somebody? You give somebody a hug, you, you give a word of encouragement, a pat on the back, you're saving lives. And that's how I survived four years in Auschwitz, looking for those opportunities. My friends, thank God we're not in Auschwitz, but there's a lot of people that can benefit tremendously from a little smile, from a positive text, words of encouragement, not responding to frustrating situations. We're living at a time with, with, with a limited opportunity. So let's grab those opportunities to create light that lasts forever. And, and God willing, we'll, we will live forever, right? We're all a piece of the infinite and our body will die, but we and our actions and our, the good things we do will live on forever. So that have a beautiful Shabbat. If anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out to me, Rabbi E at moar.org. And uh, looking forward to seizing many opportunities for greatness this week. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.